This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast. Learn everything you need to know to make a living outside the 9 to 5 grind and crush it at life. You'll learn from inspirational guests and in-depth discussions. Go from employee to entrepreneur and start creating a life you love and still pay the bills. So here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Let's get on with the show! This podcast is sponsored by the University of Northampton, the first UK university to be awarded the Ashoka U Changemaker Campus status in recognition for their commitment to social entrepreneurship. Happy New Year. We're back. If it's fashionable still to say that. Well. What day is this episode going out? Third week of January. Third week of January. We did say, we did warn people that we'll be gone for a while. I know you've probably missed us greatly, but. I've missed me. I've missed you a little bit, Wayne. Oh, stop it, you flirt. <laughs> um, yeah, we're. Um, I think we've got a few housekeeping things we need to need to say. Go on in. Um, because, but first of all, I'm going to preface this. I'm feeling. I, I, Jem, I think you've already sussed this, but I am very salty today. Very, very salty. I am very salty today. So I'm very sweet today. So, um, and seeing as we're recording episodes in bulk. Don't I, say it like that. It's like I mass think production. You might, you might be experiencing some salty wane for the next few weeks. People are like, oh, depending shit. on how it goes. Um, so yeah, just be prepared for the salty wane saga. It's been a while as well, so we've got to ease ourselves in. Yeah, we are going to crank out four episodes for you today, mm-hmm. and it is Sunday, and it has been it pissing it Sunday, down, and it's miserable outside. Yeah, but you're inside with us, straight into your ears. And we do have these incredible balls in front of us. Right. Well, hang, well let me get onto that in a second, because um, we should probably say that last year, this time last year, we decided to commit to somewhat of an experiment with YouTube. Yeah. And um, if you listen to the Christmas episode that we did, um, it was an audio-only episode for the first time in almost a year. If you noticed that anyway. If you noticed that anyway. And... The vibe was different. We were more relaxed. It was Christmas. It felt like we were in our element. Yeah, okay, it was Christmas. But we, I felt like, and we both felt like afterwards... It was the right medium. We were kind of in our element. So, going forward, at least for the time being, um, we're going back to the audio-only format for back, you podcasters. That's what we know. Because most of you listen to the podcast rather than watch the videos on YouTube anyway. Um, and it also means that we don't have to wear any clothes. That's right. <laughs> so and just just linger on that for a moment. Yeah, just have that fall. Just have that thought. That's a horrible fall. And go. So uh, what will happen with the YouTube channel? We don't yet know. Uh, we're thinking of how we're going to utilize it. All the old episodes are going to stay on there. We're not getting rid of them. I don't think. But yeah. So there might be a few uh, housekeeping changes over the next few months. Um, we're going to the audio-only format, which means we are talking directly into your ears and not into a camera. And it also, we have also upgraded the old equipment. So yes, we thought we if we're have. going to do audio, we've got to do it even better than yes, ever. Yes, we have. So, we, so you, might, you might be able to hear the caramel tones of both of our voices. The mocha. The, the mocha. Oh, no, not my, I'm going to stick with just the caramel. Okay. Um, the basic goodness. The basic goodness. Um, because we have invested, on recommendation, 
from our buddies over at How to Kill an Hour. Marcus Bronzy. Marcus Bronzy and Funk Butcher. Yep. And producer Bill, but... Good old Bill. Good old Bill. But anyway, um, the Chaotica Eyeball. We should probably link that into the show notes. For all those people that all those do people not that... do podcasts but might want to have a look at right. a big sponge Well, ball. if you do voiceover, you do... It's really good. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, but so, you'll have to be the judge. Yeah, you will have to be the judge. You probably can't even notice the difference, let's be honest. <laughs> but uh, we can, so that's good. Um, yeah, so we'll link that to the show notes. So if you go to powerfulnonsense.com forward slash podcast. Or doing it different. I'm doing it different this ball. time. <laughs> uh, powerfulnonsense.com <laughs> forward slash podcast. You'll find all the show notes for all the episodes there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is episode 144. So. Let's get into it. Over Christmas, and it, I was annoyed that it was over Christmas, actually, because we were taking some much-needed time off. And it was like the perfect time for us to discuss. Uh, you may have noticed, you probably noticed if you're on the old book of face machine. that um, <laughs> Confused me for a second. <laughs> I think he meant Facebook. That, that, is, that is what I meant, yes. Um, that a video went viral. As one of, these one things of those tend viral to do. videos uh, of Simon Sinek, yes. who we have referenced many times on the show, who now everybody knows who he is. Mm-hmm. We discovered him, Jim. We discovered him um, talking about millennials and the millennial problem. That problem that we like that to reference. Problem. I have just realised I haven't actually copied in the notes. <laughs> To the recording of the episode, so we're <laughs> going to be worry. flying by the seat of our pants here. It's fine. <laughs> that's, that's how we uh, do it. Let me let me just see if I can. Uh, this is behind the scenes greatness. No, nah, I don't think we need it. I uh, feel... Oh wait, I did copy it in. Let me paste it in. There Ooh, we go. There we go. Done. We have an episode. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and he was kind of I, the interview started, if I remember rightly, where basically the guy went, "This is the worst like interview question ever. What is the millennial question?" I think it was like a theme for the episode, maybe. So I think that's why, because that question makes no sense to me. But anyway, so Simon Sinek starts talking about millennials and the problem that millennials have and the difficulties that they face. Those poor millennials. Those poor, poor millennials. Um, Trying to find their purpose. Yeah. And he talks about a lot of really interesting (laughs) stuff. Before before we recorded this episode, we had a rewatch. And I said to Jem, the first half of that interview really annoyed me actually because it came across as very patronizing i felt or in a sense that uh, you know he kind of sort of sees it as more like the middle classes that's what i was kind of seeing yeah. in that first half he's like oh, the poor middle class yeah looking for purpose right just about got into the good universities and all that sort of jazz mm-hmm. but um yeah, I think it doesn't, it's not until the second half, which, as I say, if you haven't actually listened to it, if you didn't see the video, just go back and watch it first, and then I think... Yeah, it's about 15 minutes, but it's probably one of the most fif- most important 15 minutes of your life you'll spend at the moment. At the moment. It's just a good watch. As the world sits right now. And if you are a young person who's probably experienced, well, you've definitely experienced some of the kind of things mm-hmm. he's talking about. Oh, definitely. Because, to be fair, he pretty much nails it on the head. Mm-hmm. But you had some reservations, didn't you? You were really worried about the ramifications of that video. Yeah, because I think it's great what he says, and I think he's so like articulate in how he puts across his points. 
But um, what I found was he kind of gives a lot of millennials and young people like an excuse mm-hmm. in some ways. Like mm-hmm. he talks about, oh, well, you were parented badly. Therefore, that's why you have no self-esteem. Or uh-huh. um, I don't know, just kind of a lot of what he says, it kind of, yeah, it just lets people off the hook in a way. Yeah. And I thought that actually, if you kind of watch that, you might think, oh, so that's why I'm in a shitty job and that's why I hate my life and that's why nothing's working in my favor. And it kind of says, okay, well, here's your excuse. And he's mm-hmm. kind of perfectly articulated your excuse for you. Mm-hmm. And so then you think, okay, well, that's why things aren't working out for me. Yeah. And so I was just worried in that sense because I think it, I, I think it got shared on that basis that he's aware. And I think I was saying to you this, this morning, like I feel like this millennial problem that everybody's talking about is actually getting worse. I actually genuinely believe that mm. more and more young people I'm speaking to, like, whether it's hating their jobs or just not feeling like they're going anywhere or... I don't know. I just feel like as well, as you're getting older, these are sort of millennial, our generation, we're kind of getting up to our 30s now. And I think it's kind of like hitting home. I said I said I used a sort of metaphor before that it's kind of like that penny machine where I feel like as we're... I mean, when you're 25, 26, you kind of think, oh, I've still got time, I've still got time for like all these things you're expecting to happen. Mm. And then soon enough, you kind of, you're really getting close to 30s and now things aren't happening the way you want. And then I think, then that video sort of crops up on Facebook and then you're like, oh. That's why. Yeah, that's the reason why it's not because happening. Because my mummy told me, told me I was amazing. That's why. Yeah, or the flip, yeah, like he says, oh yeah, like the whole reward system he talks about and how... Mm. We all we've all been kind of given this a certificate for everything. Now, now here's the thing, right? And and actually, a friend of mine posted on Facebook a quite good. So he says that uh, one of the problems is that our generation, because we are millennials, our generation have been handed participation medals, right? And a friend of mine posted on Facebook, and he said, "I don't know where all these participation medals." coming from must be American thing I think but I definitely haven't had one maybe that's why I why I feel so shit (laughs) 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 and I kind of thought that was a fair point because I don't maybe it is an American thing but I definitely don't recall ever getting a medal for participation I think we we didn't get medals but certainly like I remember or even a pat on the back for taking part no no I know for sure when I was at school like the amount of certificates you take home every week from school and you show your mum that certificate or you got a little star Mm. or you've got I don't know there's just you I remember when you had to what's that thing that little booklet you get at the end of school when you finish and it's like um, what your record of achievement that's the one and it's like well done you turn up to school like 98% of the time (laughs) and you're just like oh yeah show that to your employee and you're like those sort of things I literally I think I still have mine and it's just like rammed with pointless certificates well well done you you sat those compulsory exams congratulations yeah exactly that's true actually I suppose that is so I think that's what he means it's kind of Mm. like I remember when we had some I think some firemen in and they sat us down and like interviewed us and then we at the end of it we got a certificate for sitting in an interview and, and listening and listening to this guy fake interview us and it was like well you now know interview skills and I was like well no I don't <laughs> <laughs> just spoke to some firemen <laughs> so I think it's on that sort of basis or, or mm. like like you get a certificate just for turning up to school yeah. on a on a regular basis and stuff like that it's like mm-hmm. and uh, that's, I have a great story so my <laughs> My brother got awarded with one of these certificates that you speak of, a 100% attendance award. Mm. <laughs> and the day they presented it to him, he wasn't in school. <laughs> <laughs> 
There you go. <laughs> like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> Probably got a certificate for a sick day or something. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, the schooling system is one thing because. I mean, we can we can open the can of worms no, on the school system, not. but I don't think we need to because we've talked about it so much and you can listen to past episodes. If you just type in school or education, I'm sure you will find plenty of episodes on powerfulnonsense.com. Um, there was, um, in terms of the whole reward system stuff, because I think like it's really, really interesting. There's a lot of like psychology on this mm-hmm. and I think there is, whether it's verbal, whether it's certificate, whether it's medal pat on the back, there's a book called um, Punished by Rewards, which is what I've read. Um, it's a book in I've, I've read the book like about two years ago but I've still got it on my shelf somewhere but it's a really great book and it really goes into the whole psychology of, of um, rewards mm. and I think that book is what he's probably referencing or mm-hmm. the, a lot of the studies in there so if you are someone who's thinking oh I wonder what all these certificates and stuff have done on a real deeper level and you're interested in the psychology of it check out that book for sure yeah he also said about um, one of the main things was actually less about the schooling system and more about the parenting that's going yeah. on. Yeah, I think he kind of... Uh, Although you, know? you said, as we were watching it, he, he kind of said that, and, and I think this is kind of what you were saying about uh, it kind of targeting the middle classes, For because sure. I don't think working class parents work this way. I know mine certainly <laughs> didn't, and from the sounds of things, yours didn't either. No. But um, this idea that um, kids are being told that they're special... Yeah. ...and that they can have anything Daddy's that they want. going to connect you to someone so you yeah, can get a job. Yeah, and that is a real real big problem and actually we were having a conversation and i nearly brought this whilst we were in having coffee and i nearly brought this up because it was a point that i kind of thought well that's part of the problem you're saying about how us as millennials we're more disenfranchised we're struggling more and you were saying how and i kind of went off on one (laughs) about people earning good money and not being able to save right and i said that part of the problem was because we're so interested in having all of this lovely fancy stuff right that people aren't willing to save and one thing that popped into my head was my family didn't work this way but how many 17 year olds do you see with brand spanking new fucking cars (laughs) like brand new brand new cars shiny as hell like that they could not afford um, I mean, when we were in sixth form, we had EMA. Do you remember EMA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like loved EMA. 20 quid a week or something. Best thing ever. I don't think I ever got around to actually setting it up. I was pissed. <laughs> but you couldn't afford that car with your EMA. And now they don't have EMA. And they're still getting their shiny, brand spanking new cars. And it just angers me. Because... Wayne, is this a rant that you wanted a car when you was younger? No, no, no. Well, no, because I never even learned to drive. But like, my family, it was like, no, you buy your own car. And I think that's a much better parenting strategy. My dad actually, when I first learned to drive, my dad actually bought me a car that was 50 quid and my mum said I'm not allowed to drive it because it'll be a death machine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's not so bad though, right? It's a 50 quid car. He was like, like, bang it around, see what happens. That's different though, right? That's abuse, mate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised it had flipping wheels. (laughs) My dad bought a car for 50 quid. And then it sat in the garage for years because he never did anything with <laughs> it. Because it probably didn't He was move. like, I'll fix it. It probably didn't no, move. No, I don't think it did. But like, that's different because yeah. like, that's not, that's kind of going, well, this hasn't cost us a lot. It's shit. Bang but, it around. But yeah. you wanted one, so here's one. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's not going to be this shiny, exciting thing. But, but I think the problem then is, is that what, is what then creates this feeling of entitlement because you haven't had to earn what you get. Mm. 
He talks about that a lot, actually. Yeah. That sort of instant gratification. But mm. then that goes back to the whole social pressures. I remember right. the person who did have the car at school, you was like, ooh, like, oh, what's he mm-hmm. doing? Or what's how, like, mm-hmm. fancy. And obviously parents now feel like a, I don't know, if you learn to drive, it's like a parent feels like entitled, well, not entitled, like they should yeah. go and buy the kid a car because yeah. the next door neighbour bought their kid a this and that. So mm-hmm. I think that's a whole different sort of topic. It but is, get... but it's definitely linked to what he's saying about the reason millennials, in inverted commas, are entitled is because of the bad parenting that's happened throughout. Yeah, well, then it could be... you can Because I don't feel entitled. No. I mean, I, I'm a, I can be an entitled little shit, but I don't feel entitled. I think I have to work for what I get, and that's always been always been the way I've looked at it. That's what uh, that's that sort of working class <laughs> right. immigrant sort of, or what kind of mentality where you yeah, do expect, exactly. if you want something, you've got to go clean windows or exactly. cut bushes or and clean then, And that's why or... I said to you when you were saying about people complaining that they can't save, I'm like, I have no sympathy. Mm. Zero sympathy. If you are earning more than 20k a year and you're in a relationship and the two of you are complaining that you can't save any significant amount of money, I'm like, I'm sorry. So you need to sort your shit out. As he said, he'll be a little bit salty today. I am salty today. Very salty. Um, right, so we're we about let, halfway through. Yeah, we should probably let you take it down break. quickly. Yeah. And I will prepare for salty, salty Wayne round two. <laughs> uh, so we're back in a sec. So we thought we'd just take a few seconds just to say thank you to our sponsor, yep. University of Northampton. Huge thank you to them for supporting the show. Um, so why should you check them out? Well, first of all, we're alumni, we went there, so everything that we kind of deliver to you kind of comes from them in a way. Um, But also, they're not just about getting a degree. The thing we love about Northampton Uni, from experience, is the fact that you come out of your course with your degree, but also there's so many options on the table. They understand that it's not just about going out and getting a job anymore. It's also about the possibility of setting up your own business and becoming an entrepreneur. And to top that off, (laughs) it's not just about setting up a business. It's about setting up a social enterprise. That's their specialist area. So if you're thinking of setting up a business, it can also be one that's doing good to the world and delivering social impact. So check them out, northampton.ac.uk. And a huge thank you to them for supporting the show. Okay. He's back. We have returned. Did some deep breathing with him. Stretched him out. <laughs> Let him release some of that tension between the groin. <laughs> Thanks for that, Jim. Sorry about that. As we were saying, instant gratification. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... One of the main things that he talks about and one of the the biggest problems that he sees, and I agree with him, this was kind of the bit where I was kind of like, yes. The first half I was like, "Mm, I'm a little bit annoyed, actually, at what you're saying. You're kind of talking down to me and I don't like it because I'm entitled. Um, (laughs) No, it, it kind of didn't quite hit home with me the first half. But the second half, I was like, yes. So much yes. All the yes. All those yeses. Um, and he starts talking about the fact that um, we're addicted to instant gratification because of the dopamine. Getting that dopamine. Getting the dopamine. Dopamine. The dopamine mixes with the dopamine, which causes us to feel rather happy. Um, <laughs> and getting addicted to the dopamine rush and the instant gratification and the social media playing on that and this and the other. And I think he really kind of nailed, nailed it. it. He really nailed it. He uses the example of, and 
I've experienced this. Um, you probably not so much. Although maybe you do on Instagram, I don't know, because you're more Instagram than anything else. Um, that moment where you post something online, and you're like, yeah, that was good. You post that. You're just waiting for that slam dunk. Yeah, you're like, yeah, that was good. People are going to like Wait that. for all these chicks to and just then, start flocking around. <laughs> right. Because, I mean, every time I post something, every time, it's just, it's just what happens. Except for that one time when it doesn't. <laughs> and then, and you're, then like, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, what? Do they, not, do they not think it's funny? Do they not? Do they not think I look hot? Am I not pretty enough? Am I not? Um, do I not? Does, that picture's not sexy. The picture's not sexy. Take it down. Take it down. Wait, are you saying you're posting for attention? We're all posting for attention. Oh. We are all. Anybody that says, right, that they're not posting for attention is a liar because why would you be posting it in the first place check out our blog oh yeah the um why are you posting that why facebook asked you something like that yeah yeah, yeah. something about bragging on mm-hmm. facebook if you that's do... it why do we brag yeah um but we do it because we kind of want somebody to go yeah just yeah that we, that's it. That all we want is the like yep or on you, po- you, po- you post this the picture you're like yeah i look good in that picture and all you're waiting for is somebody to go, yep. I agree. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. But So-and-so said, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the massive problem there, uh, though. Yeah. But... It's a massive, massive problem. Because we're not... Specifically with that example, we're not actually working on ourselves to make ourselves feel better. We're just kind of going, well, if I post a picture where I look good, somebody's going to like it. And that's all I need. So you're not going to be kind of like, well, I'm fucking healthy, unhealthy as shit. <laughs> but I look good in that picture. And because I've taken it from a certain angle, tucked my chin in, nobody can see how chubby I really am. Put a nice filter on there. Put a nice filter on there. He does talk there. about it, actually. He does say that we obviously like the Instagram filters and then we filter everything. We've spoke about this like plenty of times. Mm-hmm. But um, I, do, I was saying to you earlier, though, I do just think that social media does play on all those sort of psychological needs anyway and it just puts them well they have psychologists working for them that's why yeah because they want people to be addicted they want people coming back to their website yeah but then I think that's where it really links in with the whole entitlement that he talks about because I think that if our constant input is everybody else in the perfect light doing the perfect things living the perfect lives Mm -hmm. then it becomes kind of like why is that not happening for me and then that's where the problem becomes and then like you say, as soon as you, um, he even mentions how dopamine is just like flipping cocaine or taking some sort of drug. Like, right. if everything you see is like positive and mm-hmm. then you can chuck your little positive vibe out there, your picture, your selfie, you're on holiday and then I get some credit, like credit, you get 50 likes. Well, hey, suddenly now you're in and that yep. means you've, you've done a good bit of content. Everyone agrees that well done, you're living a good life. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the kind of I think this is what you said was the thing you like most about or the kind of answer to all the problems that he says is kind of like we have to switch off or we need to at least become aware enough that we're conscious of why we're posting. Yeah. And actually, I think sometimes I think people just need to take a step back and say, what am I? Is is that kind of blog post? It is what am I wanting from this post and why am I doing it? And I think mm. if everybody consciously before they hit post on Facebook before they uploaded something to Instagram ask themselves like yeah. what is the reason behind this what am i hoping for what's the outcome and then if it if it is and it's like like you said it's quite natural that people want other people to like mm-hmm. or to kind of confirm that they're good looking or they're doing the right thing or mm-hmm. they're happy or their kids beautiful or they're a good parent or whatever else it might be then you got to sit back and sit with yourself and say 
why do I need this? Can I can I not have this feeling for myself? Can I mm. not feel comfortable with myself? Do I need everybody else's approval? And even if it is somebody else's approval, does that person's approval matter to you? Have right. you does, is it is it deep enough? Is it is it someone you actually care about? Is it someone who just mm. gonna like the picture and that's it? Or <laughs> but then but then you end up in another uh, difficult situation, which actually, and I suppose this is what you're saying about it multiplying everything by ten thousand. Right, because if you kind of go to post something and you go, right, why am I posting this? And you go, okay, I want, I want some approval. In your mind, you probably know who you want approval from. Mm. And then you don't get that approval from them. You get it from everybody else. You don't get it from them. That group of people that you're like, well, why? It's all the people that never actually, they're kind of, you know, the lurkers on Facebook. They don't say anything to you. They just like everything you post. Um <laughs> So you have no relationship with those people. They're just there. It's the wrong kind of like, is that what you're saying? Yeah. So then what happens is you go, well, the people I really wanted to didn't like it. So then it amplifies the, well, am I not good enough? Like, where you, you kind of get a, a kind of, you get the dopamine rush, you're like, well, some people like it. But then you also have the thing where you're like... So now you're checking who liked to see whether right. you even got the right, right. like. And that that's where all the addiction starts, right? Because that is so fucked up. Isn't it? <laughs> It's all, com- but it's all completely fucked up. Yeah. He talks about this other thing as well. It's uh, not even like passive aggressive. It's like passive attention. Yeah. It's like you actually. It is. It's it is passive aggressive, uh, passive aggressive attention seeking. Holy crap! It is <laughs> because you're posting stuff. You're going. Yeah, I'm. It's it's almost like calling out to certain people sometimes to go. Give me your attention. I want. I want your attention. I but want without your attention kind of going, without telling you I want your attention. Right, without just sending the text going, give me your attention, which I've done a few times. <laughs> I do love sending that text because they're like, what? What do you want? I'm like, just your attention. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, but it, 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 the whole thing is just messed up. And there's a, there's a reason why we have so much low self-esteem. And it's because we're relying on everybody else to give us the confidence boost. Which is why he says it's kind of, it starts with that kind of pulling away, really. Mm. It's kind of not getting involved in that. Well, but it's hard, isn't it? Because then if it is an addiction, and imagine if you would just switch off all your channels of conversation with people or Facebook or whatever mm-hmm. else, that week you might go by where you actually have no, even if it is a like, that's no connection with anybody. Yeah. And, and that's a, scary for people. That's what I'm saying. That's a real danger. Because if you are putting out a picture the, of your kid every week the, or every day and then, the irony people are is commenting though, and whatever else. The, the irony is though, is that scary for people, right? But most of the relationships that people have over social media aren't real, in the sense that they're not deep and meaningful, <clears throat> real relationships. And he talks about that a lot. Yeah. Um. And so what we're doing is we're basing our self-esteem off of unreal. Shallow. relationships mm-hmm. they're not real um but on the flip side of that like he talks about but this... people aren't willing to switch off from it yeah, and, and people better. are people would rather and this is the scary thing because i love technology i love all this stuff right but there are clear problems and i'm starting to really see them from my own personal experience for what they are right but people have these non-real real relationships, these non-deep relationships, and they're not willing to switch off from it. Even when they're in the company of someone who is giving them a real relationship, a real friendship, whatever, real company, 
sometimes I'd still rather be engulfed in these semi relationships with people that they talk to electronically. Yeah, but then I think you're opening up like a whole new can of worms. And I think nowadays with the whole sort of awareness of like what a good relationship looks like, people are afraid to go deep. If you can... Right, if you can which have, was going to be my next point. You have a thousand shallow friendships, but then somebody wants to go deep with you, then you're like, wait a minute, because yeah. then that opens Because up I a, don't want you to see that actually I don't have all my shit together. That's it. You've got to take the filter off when you get close. Yeah. And that's what scares people. Mm-hmm. And then I think then people are too afraid to commit that sort of type. It's, it's, it's like what he says, and I think it relates both to career and it re- re- relates to relationships, this whole idea that people aren't patient and they don't have a long-term yeah. vision. And there is no, that future answer of, oh, will this be the one or is this career the right one for me or is mm. this what I should be doing? I think, our, like they say, the millennials kind of want that instant, like I want to know today if she's going to be the one. I want to know today right. if, what I'm doing is the right thing to be doing rather yeah. than wasting my time. And the problem is life doesn't have those guarantees. And I do think that it's up to us to kind of feel that it's enough today and like understand that it's not, you're never going to have that answer. No one's going to say yes and no one's going to say no. Like who knows, you might have 10 years of the best relationship and it ends. Who knows, that's life. And mm. you might stay in a career for two years and then you switch it up. And I think that's the problem with millennials. They want those guarantees. But... And they do, I think underneath they do want those deep relationships. I just think that they're so afraid to put in the work and I think they're afraid of what Mm. they stand to lose by putting in the work. Yeah. And actually what they're missing out on is actually that putting in the work is your life. Mm. So it is a really, it's it's quite, it's a disturbing thing. And I just think that if we want to kind of avoid all these mental health issues, if we actually want deep friendships, if we want, people to love and have a partner someone to care about i think we really have got to get ourselves off of these platforms or at least use these platforms consciously yeah with heightened awareness of yourself first like i was saying to you i generally don't think that a lot of people should be on facebook if it's it's not i'm not it sounds bad saying this but if you don't have a good enough awareness of yourself because all it's going to do is exemplify, is that the word exemplify or exaggerate your actual personality traits. And if you are someone who's very anxious or you're someone who's very needy or you're very, you've got some, in, some, some deep insecurities, you're going to go to that platform for your, to support you or to feed or to give you the other side of it. And sometimes technology isn't the kind of answer to that. It yeah. might just hide the issue for a while. And that's what I'm worried about mostly because I do think that, that's where people get in a lot of danger and it becomes a kind of crutch rather than you actually get into the source of the problem. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. Well said, Jim. Yeah. We went deep there. I go deep sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Waiting room. Um, Steady on. I think, I think that's a good place to wrap up. Yeah, and I think we've probably touched a lot more on the sort of the deep psychology side of it as well, but he talks a lot about careers, yeah. kind of feeling like, am I doing the right thing? Have I found my purpose? Absolutely. There's so much in there and he covers so much that we couldn't, to be fair, we wouldn't really be able to take a deep dive on all of it anyway. But mm-hmm. just the kind of things that have rung true with us and, and highlighted things a little bit. So well, obviously we'll we'll link up to the actual video in the uh, show notes, uh, powerfulnonsense.com forward slash podcast or powerfulnonsense.com forward slash 144. Uh, we'll take you specifically to these show notes for today's episode. Um, 
but yeah, definitely worth checking out. Um, it's 15 minutes, so it's not, you know, it's better than watching First Date, <laughs> which is twice as long. So there you go. Yeah, and I think um, there's one thing I've just sort of like applied since the new year, which is just taking my, there's an app that allows you to kind of like hide your Facebook feed. Mm-hmm. And I've just been having that on both my computers now. And so I don't see anybody's stories. I've totally taken myself out, like tagging. People can't tag me. People can't do. There's no way that people can kind of connect me on my Facebook. I know that's a bit extreme, but I think if you could just do that maybe for a few weeks or just experience what it's like to like just not see the kind of constant input that you're seeing. So you're not mm. you're not waking up and first thing in the morning you see your friends on holiday or you're not waking up and the next thing you've got someone on LinkedIn saying, oh, just got a new job at wherever place. Like I think these things are actually affecting us. Like they yeah. are having an input or someone's landed a job or a role or something that you've kind of want. And then you're kind of like, it instantly puts you on the back foot. It instantly mm. makes you question yourself and suddenly you start worrying and panicking. I think it's really... It's it's bad. It's like they say, don't watch the news because it's, it's filling you with kind of a, like negativity in the world. Yeah. But at the same time, you think your your friends on Facebook are also feeding your insecurities, right. even if you unconsciously aren't aware of that. So I do think sometimes you do need to take that sort of digital detox in a way. And mm-hmm. I think if you can just either number one, just stop get like as I say, take off the notifications, maybe hide your feed, or maybe you are someone that's adding to that and you aren't consciously aware of what your post may be having or how your post could have an effect on somebody else who's seeing it, mm. maybe you just question yourself a little bit more on why you're posting. And I think, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just scratching the surface, but just some things to think about. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So we'll wrap it up there. Um, we haven't had any iTunes reviews for a while. We'd love some new ones. Yes, please. 2017. It'll look bad if they all say 2016. Well, that's right. That's it. The numbers change now, so we need some for 2017. So uh, if you go to powerfulnonsense.com forward slash iTunes. Or review. Or review. Oh, that's it. iTunes will take you to the iTunes page where you can review. Or uh, if you go to powerfulnonsense.com forward slash review, we'll tell you how you can leave a review. So please do, because it helps get the show out there to more people. Uh, If you have any views on what we've said, then hit us up on Twitter. I am at Wayne underscore Ingram. And Jem is... Are you on Twitter still? Uh, yes, I am. CK. I feel like you don't I, use I, it anymore. I don't really, to be honest. Oh, wow. Dying. But if you want to get him back on Twitter, at CK, why? Hit me up on Instagram, powerful underscore nonsense. That's probably the best place to get my attention. Okay, great. So thanks very much for tuning in, guys, and we shall catch you next time. See you later.